Good afternoon, Chuck Morse. Good afternoon. Welcome to the program. Um, this is, of course, uh, the Morse Force Monday through Friday, noon Eastern Standard Time, where I hold the fort here at Facebook, be live at uh, YouTube and uh, archived at iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and tune in. And as I launch this live community that uh, primarily Boston, which is my hometown, but also national, international, wherever, um, next week will be um, my first real beginnings of split-screen interviews. I've got three scheduled already, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, with uh, very interesting uh, newsmakers and more likely political and, and philosophical thinkers. Um, in one case, I'm having an FBI, a former FBI agent who's written a book about uh, the inside of the FBI. I'd like to talk with him about um, some of the corruption that has now uh, seemed to seep into the FBI that is coming to light almost on a daily basis. Um, very, very troubling. And um, that leads me to um, my my topic for today. And again, you're welcome to join me. You can click on the code and you will be seen. Or you can text me and I'll be happy to uh, read the text um, over the air. That will be interesting. Um, and that is that I'm listening because I drive Uber and, and Lyft and I love doing that. I get up super early now. Start at 5 o'clock in the morning. And now that my daughter's at college, I have the time to, to, my mornings are freer, I can get up and do a lot of driving, and it's fascinating. Um, but in the uh, middle of rides, as I, as I go from one to the other, I like to listen to talk radio, and I listen to both left and right. And the talk show that I've, talk show host that I've really come to admire is certainly a man of the left, and that's, uh, Joe Madison at Urban View. He's, he reminds me of Jerry Williams, you know, the great, one of the great, pioneers of talk radio you know he's direct he's irascible he hangs up on people he doesn't take any guff from anyone you know it's talk radio at its best actually in many ways um but he's certainly partisan as a man of the democratic party and i've heard him enough to notice that he tends to give praise anything that good that happens in society he tends to give credit to barack obama and anything bad, of course, is the fault of President Trump. But today he got into an issue that, um, well, I really feel the need to comment on. He's, he's, in, he's reading this book called Collusion. He's interviewed the author. Maybe I will as well. I haven't read it. I'm kind of going right here on his review of it, where he claims that the book makes a convincing case that people around Donald Trump and his campaign and his business dealings indicate collusion with the Russians. Um, he doesn't come out and say that that means that President Trump colluded with Russia. I don't think the book makes that flat claim. But he says that the overall impression he gets from the book is that um, there was collusion with Russia and that it was all mainly driven by money. Uh, that you have hugely wealthy oligarchs, Russian oligarchs, all of whom at some level have to answer to Putin, who himself is a, an oligarch, and that they've used their money as a way to garner influence inside the United States and in American politics. This also should be noted that that happens to be true. And 
They've been doing it around the world. There's a scandal right now, and there's a trial in Montenegro where uh, Russian oligarchs tried to influence their election. So this isn't just the United States. This is something that's been going on around the world. It's kind of, I guess you might say the Russians have replaced the old Soviet system of ideological meddling to advance the communist revolution with perhaps more of a, a financially-based meddling. They want to, um, or maybe just an imperialist meddling. They want to make Russia more central in the world, but they also are looking to make inroads in business. And that uh, the Trump-type meddling, according to this book, Collusion, as described by Joe Madison, is more of a financial nature than ideological. I mean, the Russians wanted to you know, make a buck. They wanted to, and so did the people around Trump. Now, I haven't read the book, uh, but uh, I trust Joe Madison. I don't doubt that that is probably the case. Uh, he says the book's well footnoted. I think you can make that case. I mean, Russia has, you know, they, they went right from communism to uh, a more free system. But, you know, there's some old habits that have not died. I mean, you had instead of a a centrally controlled economy like a communist state has, where everything is outright owned by the government, all property, all, all industry, and there's corruption and a black market and there's, there's, there's lack of, of effort. You know, there's all the horrors that come with that and no freedom. You've had these oligarchs step into the vacuum before the possibility that private ownership will develop and private property and the separation of powers at different levels, which is more the system we have here. And um, and they kind of have soaked up some of the power with these massive monopolistic enterprises, including Rosef, which is an oil company, and Uranium One, which is an uranium company. And that these companies are controlled by people who are in bed with Putin, if not Putin himself. I mean, this is, uh, you know, it's kind of like a, that's what an oligarchy is. It's it's ruled by a clique of super powerful, super wealthy elites who accumulate in a monopolistic sense all the power. It's, uh, you know, it's a form of socialism that's not quite as extreme as communism, where the entire government is the oligarchy. I mean, outright, there's only one. And then anyone who rivals it is like, you know, forget it. And that this system has led such concentrations of wealth have been used by people in that system to corrupt foreign leaders. And yeah, this probably has inroads into people that were around Trump who did business with Russia, that Trump himself probably did business with Russia, as did members of his family. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that there was something wrong with that. Um, you know, I don't think, you know, but, but it is, it doesn't look right and it, it can be seen as compromising. But the problem I'm having with, uh, Joe Madison's analysis is that it's so biased and, and so one-sided in that it's almost like he doesn't even want to look at the existence of the Uranium One scandal and of the people around Hillary Clinton and the people that are around the Democratic Party and whether or not that led to maybe at least as bad a corruption as, as that around Trump, if not worse. Now, let's just briefly recount the Uranium One scandal. Uh, the Boston, the uh, New York Times, which is no you know, friend of Trump's and which is a, a liberal left institution that, that kind of seems to 
influence generally what the liberal left establishment is thinking and doing, they published an astonishing article in March of 2015 exposing the Uranium One scandal. Now, did they? why did they do it? Who knows? I mean, they did it maybe because they were trying to inoculate Hillary Clinton early on. That's something that happens. It was bad news. It was going to come out anyway. So they figured they'd put it out in their way, in their language. But regardless of how it happened, they put it out there. And what it was about was that Hillary Clinton, as Secretary of State, gave a green light to the purchase of 20% of American uranium supplies to a Russian front company called Uranium One, operating out of Canada with Vladimir Putin having some major interest in that company. That following this event, which has very severe questions of national security, this isn't just making a dollar. I mean, this is, you know, America is not rich in uranium, and we, by giving away 20% of our supply to a Russian company, uh, you know, this is insane. I mean, why would we do this? Who benefits from that? I mean, this is... Uh, you know, by any level, it's it stinks. It's uh, you know, it's it's we're giving you know, it's like giving a nuclear bomb to the Soviet Union. It's a, you know, it's 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 not in any interest whatsoever of the United States to do something like this. It's a national security question that raises some serious questions about loyalty. But shortly after this deal was done, or after the deal was approved, the Clinton Foundation, as is typical with the Clintons, it received approximately $150 million from this self-same company in contributions. And then Bill Clinton, former president, was flown luxury to Moscow where he was met with a uh, limousine and taken to a $10,000 a night, probably hotel, and delivered the next day a 20-minute speech of which he was paid a half a million dollars. And then he was flown in luxury back home. Now, this, you know, it doesn't look good on the, uh, by any, any measure. And it goes right to what uh, Joe Madison is accusing Donald Trump's people and Trump of doing. You know, he said this morning when I was listening, he said, we all know that Vladimir Putin has Trump's number, as he put it. Well, fine. I mean, why would he think that he doesn't have Hillary's number? There's direct evidence, uh, 250 thousand dollars in this corrupt slush fund that's called the Clinton Foundation, which the Clintons use as a personal piggy bank, you know, both Bill and Hillary and their daughter Chelsea, and which uh, they use to employ people who are friends and pay them to help them do various dirty deeds. I wonder if um, if Sid Blumenthal is on the payroll of the Clinton Foundation. That's something that only Congress could find out, and they should with an investigation. But the point is that there's a situation where who has whose number? Now, it's recently come out because of an informant, and the story is continuing to break, that yesterday an informant inside the FBI has come out and said that the FBI gave also a pass at the Uranium One deal and that uh, the Department of Justice gave a pass for the Uranium One deal. Who in the Department of Justice was involved? Rod Rosenstein, the same guy that signed the Pfizer agreement. Who at the FBI was involved? Bob Mueller, who now heads up 
the um, the special counsel office, and his assistant, James Comey, who was fired by President Trump and who also signed off on the FISA uh, deal, which allowed um, enemies of Trump to spy on him and use uh, surveillance techniques. So, you know, it, it's a very corrupt situation. And you have members of the Obama administration who, you know, they, they, they really seem to have compromised themselves. And, 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 you know, these are people, and I know people like this. I mean, I, you know, I'm in Boston. I travel in liberal circles. And I know a lot of people over the years, both for having done radio and just in general, who are very, very, you know, rarefied, high-minded liberals who are so involved in in a kind of a, I don't know, a miasma of existence, kind of a this malaise, this um, this power structure where they 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 have a high-minded self sense of rightness that they're somehow doing they're better than you that they're doing some great deed by just existing. You know, they come down from Mount Sinai every morning and they, they treat everyone to their presence. I know people like this, and they're all liberals. My sense is that people like Bob Mueller and Comey and Rosenstein and, and, and the rest of this crowd, when they do the Uranium One deal to help the Clintons get this huge amount of money, the Clintons themselves, of course, are the biggest. When they spy on Trump and use the FISA courts, with this phony dossier, they don't even think they're doing anything wrong. They think it's funny. I mean, they think, oh, yes, of course. This is just what we have to do because we are so indispensable and that our power is so important to the world and what we're doing is so amazing and that we represent this kind of globalist establishment, whatever it is that, of course, we have to do whatever we have to do. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing, you know, things like right and wrong and ethics and, and that, that's, that's for the, the bubbas. I mean, that's for other people. You mainly to hit them over the head with it if they do something wrong. But we travel on a different plane. What we do is more important. And I think that they've convinced themselves that they've done nothing wrong. They don't believe that there was anything wrong with with of course you work with the Russians. First of all, they have all the money. You know, it's sort of like uh, very tempting. It's like in the old days working with the oil companies when they were at their height, or whatever powers that that have the the financial means. And that you know, it's all for the good. It's for the greater good. We're, we're doing something wonderful for mankind. So, I think that a guy like Joe Madison, who is a brilliant talk show host. He's well-meaning, but he's not giving the whole picture. And I, I think he knows it. I can't tell. But, you know, the, the bottom line is that you can make a much stronger case that Hillary Clinton and her crowd, and by the way, that includes her campaign manager, John Podesta, who was a lobbyist for either Russia or Ukraine, one of them, that, that they're much more in, up to their necks in Russian collusion than than Donald Trump ever would be. And um, I think that generally speaking, from what I can tell about Trump, and you can't know the inside, we're just, you know, we're just some guy, I'm just some guy sitting here at, at my table, you know, pontificating. I don't claim to have any big insight here. 
But I get the sense that he is not liked by the establishment. He never was, even as a businessman in New York. He was scorned. They, they, he was too gauche. In fact, a lot of this left-wing hatred of Trump, I think, is based on that. It's a snobbish thing. They don't like him because he's not doesn't talk like they do. You know, he's not. Uh, you know, he's not not. Uh, he's de rigueur. You know, he's he's just too. You know, too too like simplistic. You know, he's stupid. In other words, I mean, you hear this kind of refrain coming out of them. Um. And it's a snob thing, in other words, that um, and that he's never played ball with the the big top one percent multinational corporations, the vast majority of which are liberal and on the left. And he's never played ball with the bankers and he's never played ball with the oil companies. He just is his own man. I mean, he financed his campaign mostly out of his own pocket. You know, he's a self-made man and they hate that because they can't control it. Hillary Clinton, on the other hand, was completely in the pocket, as was Bill, of this establishment. They were creatures of the establishment, which is why they could get away with, well, virtual murder. Some people say even more than virtual. I'm, I'm not going to comment on that. But they could certainly get away with scandal after scandal and just crime after crime and, and, and just greed and, and, and insufferable advancement because they were doing the bidding of the establishment. They were on the right side of the establishment. They were, you know, kowtowing to the left. I think I think that Elizabeth Warren is another example of that. You know, ridiculous, preposterous hypocrite. Anyway, so those are my thoughts for today. I shall return Monday at 12 noon, uh, the usual time. I'm going to be maybe doing some special editions over the weekend. We shall see if something breaks. So if I have something on my mind, that's the beauty of the Internet. You can do it anytime you want. You just turn the thing on and let it rip. So uh, I've got three guests next week. You may want to tune in for that. Again, 12 noon, live here at Facebook and YouTube, archived on, all, on both Facebook and YouTube, and also iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and tune in. And um, I want to thank you for watching, everybody. Have a great day. Oh, my books are available at Amazon. My column is available at Newsmax. Take care, everybody.